I have a thought to share as to how to connect to grace and how to begin to access grace that causes you to shift from harvest into inheritance. How to shift from declaration into manifestation, which is actually coming into the place of decree. And, uh, and I'm going to go to a text I'm going to share by the time I'm uh, halfway through my message. Uh, I'm going to share on the aspect of how Abraham and, and his son Isaac creates a seamless collaboration that allows for a divine Mount Moriah encounter. And that kind of encounter God is waiting for every church to come into. I'm going to share that, but before I do, let me say you what the shift is all about. I was speaking in this camp, and all of a sudden, there is this, uh, this aspect of a design, a burden, that we are way behind as to where the church ought to be. We have become religious rather than spiritual. Hallelujah. We know my encountering God. We're really, really caught in, in traditional church rather than anything. I like to get out of the box and become a little bit more, you know, uh, out of it. You know what I mean? Become a person that is, uh, you know, beyond it because I like to think out of the box. You know what? And I think we, our services, I'm tired of the way we do services. I'm tired of the church getting locked inside a, an environment and never becoming a, a church that has impact in society. Come on, somebody. Hallelujah. The Zion company of people are, shift, are sharing in the camp as to how there has to be a shift from Bethlehem right to Zion, the church like David. And there are four shifts. There are four places that he shifts. Zion is the place of ultimate light and illumination. Zion is a place of governance and rulership. Hallelujah. That the church need to come. But you see, David had to make the, the journey from Bethlehem right into Zion. And that is the journey everybody must take in life. What is Bethlehem? The Bethlehem is the place where you got to be faithful over natural things. Where you got to take care of your fathership. Where you got to begin. You see, if you're not faithful over natural things, God can never make you a ruler over much which is spiritual things. Hallelujah. So we got to move from Bethlehem to Adullam to, uh, to Hebron and ultimately to to, to Zion. Zion, the place of rulership and governance. But that's not my message. Today I'm going to share on what is the shift. The shift is, God is saying the church is stuck in a harvest mentality. Everybody is preaching, you know, sowing and reaping. And you know, reaping is your harvest. I got news for you. God got a better idea for us and that is called inheritance. Praise God. You see, your harvest is dictated by the labor of your hand, but your inheritance is dictated by the favor of his hand. Come on, say amen. Hallelujah. Your harvest hallelujah, is, is, is regulated by time, but your inheritance is regulated by eternity. Come on, somebody say amen. Hallelujah, harvest, hallelujah, tells you and identifies who you are, but your inheritance, hallelujah, tells you who you are in God and whose you are. Come on, somebody, hallelujah. So what triggers inheritance? The thing that triggers inheritance is covenant. The thing that triggers inheritance, there has to be a father and son. The church has moved and has con Continued, even a great uh, company of churches like you have the redeemed Christian Church of God. As uh, we have pastors and we have we have clergy and laity, we have pastors and members. But the Lord is saying in the last days, I'm shifting the church from to to a father and son wineskin. Come on, somebody, Hallelujah! Let me say something. Your Bible says you can't put new wine in old wineskin. Come on, somebody, Hallelujah! In other words, you got to change the wineskin before you pour the oil, the, the the wine, because 
the wineskin will burst. In other words, the wineskin represents structure. It represents structure because it's the structure that holds and contains the new the, the, the wine. You see, the, the old structures have been so, so, so adapted to the whole that when the new come, it's going to burst. we got to begin to create new structures. Come on, somebody say amen. you got to create new structures. So what is the thing? How do you create a new wineskin? You know what? They didn't go and buy a new wineskin. What they did was they used to take the whole wineskin and soak it in water, soak it in water, and leave it there for days until all the residue of past encounters, if I can say that in, you know, in relating to wine. Your wine, wine can, res, can relate to your, your past encounters, your past experience, your, your past endeavors in God. But you know what? The new wine represents, hallelujah, that God wants to bring new encounters, hallelujah, which is the inheritance and not harvest, hallelujah. But you can't live in an environment of member and pastor or laity and clergy and come into inheritance because inheritance is, is the reward of a son and not a member. Come on, somebody. Hallelujah. It is a reward of a son and not a member. So what we need to realize in this season is that the church need to come into a new mentality. That is the wineskin, your mentality. The Bible says, be renewed in the spirit of your mind. In one translation in the Hebrew, that literally means be renewed in the structure of your thinking. You see, the way your mind is structured will determine how you access something. You see, if you have a whole hard drive, a whole hard drive, and you have a whole software, sometime you can't access the new stuff. It'll tell you you need to go and begin to upgrade your hard drive and upgrade your software. You know what God's word says in Ezekiel 36? He says, I will put a new heart in you, hard drive, and I will put my spirit in there, software, praise God, so that you can access, hallelujah. I declare that you will begin to access the things of God. I declare that you will walk in inheritance like never before. I declare that wealth and favor is coming to you. Hallelujah. In other words, I'm not just declaring it. I'm decreeing it. I believe that this is a season of your wealth. This is a season of your breakthrough. This is a season for you to walk in the things that God has for you. Say amen. Praise God. So we were talking in the camp and all of a sudden the concern of the, the normal Christian people, Pastor, what do we do? How do we create this new wineskin? I said, you know what? You got to begin to get out of organizational structures and come into organic structures. The difference between an organization and organic, organic brings life. Organic has a point of reference. In an organic structure, you have a father, hallelujah, that produces the DNA for sons. Come on, Hallelujah. So we begin to see in the scriptures. So your harvest is dictated by the labor of your hand. You know what? Today, you, today you can have potential and skill in your hand. But because of the recession and because of there being no job and many companies are closing down, you can still end up with no job. So your harvest can't sustain you anymore. Come on. What sustains you? It is inheritance in God. It is how do you get that? It is when you begin to connect to grace. Now let me show you. I mean, some of my texts I will read and I'm going to get to this. One of the texts is 1 Samuel chapter 9. I'll just quote it. 1 Samuel chapter 9, round about 8. The word of God says there's a man. His name is Saul. Saul was searching for donkeys. That's his labor. His father sent him on a mission. 
and said to him, that was his biological father, go and look for my donkeys. Donkeys in the Bible will represent mundane, routine, foolish journey. Come on, right? right? He was looking, so he was on a job. Whilst he was searching for his donkey, he realized, hey, I'm getting no success. I can't find it. His servant turned around and said to him, if you look at the scripture in 1 Samuel chapter 9, verse 8, the word of God says there, hallelujah, that the servant said to him that there's a man of God in the city who walks in honor, whose word surely comes to pass. You've got to connect him. Look at it, right? The servant answered, look, uh, that, the, the, go, go, go to six, go to six, go to six. Sorry. Hallelujah. But the servant replied, look, in this city, there is a man of God. Hallelujah. In the city, there's a man of God. Hallelujah. Your pastor, Opeh. Hallelujah. Come on, say amen. Hallelujah. You, you see, you can't be with any man of God. You've got to find the man of God in the city for you. Come on, somebody. You can't be of any church and every church, but you've got to find the church that belongs to you. You see, your mail comes to your address. It don't go to everybody's address. Come on, somebody. You don't go to everybody's house in the neighborhood and say, did you receive my mail? Did you receive? You've got to get to your house and your post box to get your mail. I believe this morning, God is delivering a word from a South African coming to your mailbox, this, this vicinity, and you have a father in this vicinity, hallelujah. So what he say? There's a man of God in the city who, you know what? There's a man of God in the city. He, he's highly respected. Like that. There are too many men that are not respected. Come on, that walk in disrespect. Right? What's the other thing? And everything he says comes true. There are a lot of guys, they're saying a lot. They're not prophesying. They are prophesying. <laughs> come on, somebody. You know what? Because they say things that don't come to pass. But I got news here. When you meet a real man, his words will not fall to the ground. Whatever he speaks brings life and produces life. The Bible said, let's go and now. And perhaps we can tell us, he can tell us the way we could go. Now, wait a minute. What is the shift here? He is searching for donkeys, but what happens to him? Hallelujah. You see, sometimes your donkey search will change and you'll walk in dominion because you've got to find the man. Come on, somebody. Hallelujah. When you find the man of God for your life, hallelujah, your donkey search, your mundane search, your mediocre search, your average search, your, your restricting, your restrictive and, and, and where you have limitations on what you can access, search ends where you come. Look at this man. He's looking for donkeys, but he ends up becoming the first king. I declare there are people in the church, you'll walk in dominion. You'll never never suffer. You'll never beg another borrow or struggle because you'll find the man of God. Now you say, but pastor, thank God I'm sitting here. Let, let me say this. Let me say, I'm not talking about you being in a geographical location. You can be here and not here. You see, you can sit here because you found a church and you're comfortable, nice seats, unlike other churches here. And you know, you, you love, oh, I love the ambience, I love everything, but are you connected to the grace? Are you connected to the grace within the man? Are you connected with his spirit? Are you connected to him? You see, you can't say, I'm connected if you're not committed. In Durban, we have a thing called DSTV. DSTV is a decoder. You know, it's our decoder form. You know what you do? You, you plug that into your TV. You know what? And you get, a new, you get a new satellite dish. So, and if you don't plug it right, you can't access because this, the, the, this, the, the TV will be distorted. But not only do you have to do that, plug it and get connected, you got to get committed. If you don't pay your subs every month, they disconnect you. A lot of people are connected to grace, but they're not committed to grace. 
grace. Come on, somebody. Hallelujah. So when you begin to get committed to grace and honor grace, something happens. You access dominion, hallelujah, from the man of God. Ruth and Naomi. Don't look at it as gender. Look at it as father and son. The principle is father and son in all of these. Ruth and Naomi. Ruth says to Naomi, you know what? And you know there was a famine in the land. Their, their husbands died. You know that, right? Their husbands died. They were left in a very bad state. Opa kissed her opportunity goodbye. Hey, you know the story. But Ruth said, I'm not leaving you. Why? Because Ruth inside her heart, I'm sure she realized that connected to this woman is my future Boaz. Come on, somebody. And you know, wait a minute. There's a nice story. Ruth enters the, the, the fields when the harvest was over. Come on, somebody. The Bible says that when the harvest baskets were taken, oh, Ruth comes in. In other words, wait a minute. Ruth missed the harvest, but she's not going to miss her inheritance. Come on, somebody say amen. Ah, oh, hallelujah. The Bible says, you know what? They left some, some dropped off the, the, the basket. She went on her knees and she started cleaning because Ruth was in the picture of Naomi. Naomi means to have found the favor of God. You know what favor means? Favor means to have special preference treatment in the midst of your journey. Come on, somebody. Oh, God will put a Naomi in your life. You're a man of God. God will put a father in your life. Not a pastor, not a clergy, but a put a father in your life. When you connect to the grace of a father, something happens. Bible says, yeah, this, the field that she will work is the field that she will own. Some of you, all of a sudden, you're working. You may be working there and you're low, low, low class or you, you're doing a menial job. I got news for you. Get ready for promotions. Get ready for taking the place. Why? When you connect to grace, things start to happen. Or some of them will say, hey, I'm tired of having this business. Don't you want to have it? You can buy it for me. I believe businesses are coming to you. Come on, somebody. I believe you're walking in urges. Hallelujah. Why? Because this is that kind of season. The church in Africa, you will, you know, coming from Nigeria, we love prophets, right? We love prophets. We love people saying, thus say the Lord. This is not the season for thus say the Lord. It's a season of decree. There's a difference between a decree and a declaration. Declaration must shift to decree. You see, what's a decree? A decree, a declaration is, a, is the re revealing and the unveiling of something you did not know. What is a decree? A decree is to pronounce the announcement of what was declared. The church is every year, every meeting, prophesying, 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 and declaring, but we see no manifestation. But God is saying in this season, I'm shifting the church from declaration to decree. Come on, somebody say amen. I'm shifting the church to a place of where they come into everything that the prophets were saying. Now, my scripture is Ezra chapter, chapter 1. The word of God says, Cyrus, by the spirit of God, stirred in him. You know what he said? He said, that which was prophesied through the mouth of Jeremiah 70 years ago, I pronounce its arrival. We need apostles. We need men of God in this season who will bring out the word of God and say that which, you know what Peter did when he got up in the day of, uh, in the day of Pentecost? What did he say? He says, this is 
that which was prophesied. So it's not a season to prophesy. It's a season to decree. Come on, somebody. It's a season to walk in the decrees of God. It's a season to what a decree, what it, what, what pronouncement does. When you pronounce something, you begin to allow for its arrival. Come on, somebody. Oh, I'm no more quoting for I'm going to be rich. I declare richness is coming. Hallelujah, hallelujah. It's here. I declare, hallelujah, everything that you were speaking, we call those things that are not as though they are. So in other words, you begin to speak it into your environment. Bring your future and pull it into your present. Come on, somebody. How do you do this? Father and son anointing. Not a very good scripture to walk in inheritance and blessing. The Bible says in Judges chapter 17 that there was great misery in Israel. Everything went wrong in Israel. And the Bible begins to say hallelujah in verse number 5 so forth. The Bible says, and when Israel was without a king. Now, I don't want you to just look at the word king. Right? I want you to look at what a king produces. A king produces instruction. He produces command. He produces order. He produces a rule. So can I say it this way? When there was no rule and command and instruction and order in Israel, you know what the Bible says? That people did whatever they wanted in their own eyes. In other words, when there's no governance, when there's no man of God, when there's no father, people will do whatever they want to do. <laughs> Hallelujah. And the word in their own eyes means they walk by their own perception and they never ever access the grace that's within a man of God. Let me tell you what grace does when you connect to it. You, grace will shift you from barrenness into fruitfulness. Come on, somebody. Hallelujah. The Shulamite woman, what did she do? She said, this is a holy man of God, she said to her husband. I perceive he's a holy man of God. And what did she say? We need to honor him. What honor means here? What you recognize, you must celebrate. What you celebrate, you get rewarded with. You recognize, she recognized the grace. She said, he is a holy man of God. What did she say to us when they came into agreement? We need to honor him. Every time gave him a plate of food or took care of his eating. Then she built him a house, a room on top of a building. In other words, she put the grace above her house. That's a good point. Hallelujah. And what happened to her? The Bible says she shifted from barrenness to fruitfulness. How do you break barrenness in the season? You know how to connect to grace. Come on, somebody. Not only that, the Bible says, when the child died, she called the man of God who she honored. She said, now you gave me this child, raise it up. You can place a demand on the grace you connect to. Come on, somebody. The third thing that happens, I'll tell you what, is when there was a famine in the land and a drought, when everybody was losing everything, the king called the servant and said, find me that woman who took care of the servant of God, who connected to the man of God. And what happened? I'll tell you what happened. Is hallelujah. The king restored to her everything she lost and gave a new land and new places to begin to do business. I declare somebody here, when you know how to connect to grace, a father, not a pastor, not somebody who is just ahead of you or your president or in charge of you but you know how to connect from a father and son because you see, you see, this is the principle you say but my father is father in heaven, heavenly father I'll tell you where you're wrong, the Bible says in Matthew chapter 10 if you receive the one I sent you receive me you receive my father which is in heaven in other words to receive a sent one is to receive the Father. And to receive Him, the word receive actually means honor. If you honor the one I sent, you honor me. 
If you honor me, you honor my, honor my father in heaven. So in the story in Judges chapter 17, when there was no king, there was a priest, a Levite priest, a young man. Not only was he a priest and a young man, the Bible says he came from Judah, Bethlehem, and he was a Levite. Powerful principles. Find a man of God who comes from Bethlehem. Bethlehem means that, take it, listen, just don't take that as names. Behind the name, there is a meaning. Bethlehem means the place of supply and bread and provision. Don't find a man of God in your life who can't access bread, bread for your life. Revelation, bread for your life, provision, and the grace of God. He comes from Judah, Bethlehem Judah. What Judah represents? Judah represents governmental authority. You know what? I came to many churches in the whole of, of this region. But I want to let you see, I, I see a level of government in this church. Hallelujah. I see a level, level of government. This is a Judah company of people. Hallelujah. This is a Judah. And you know what the word of God says in Deuteronomy? This is what he says. Judah, this is the blessing of Judah. God will hear the voice of Judah, divine access. Come on, somebody. Hallelujah. God, God, not only says that, God will hear the voice of Judah. The second thing, blessing he says about Judah is, all the people shall come to Judah. Divine relationships. I declare that there are people out there that belong to this church are coming back to the church. Come on, say amen. Hallelujah. I declare, hallelujah. Number one, you have divine access. God will hear your voice, man of God. Or number two, not only that, God, not only will God hear your voice, number two, to God is saying that the people assigned to this region are coming to millionaires are coming into the church. I declare wealth and favor is coming to the Not only that, he says, whatever his hand shall be sufficient for him. You know what hand shall be sufficient for him means? Divine provision. I declare you're living in an environment of divine provision. Praise God. And the last thing he says to him, he says, hog that God, you, God, the word of God says, God himself will take care of his enemies. Divine immunity. Praise God. I declare it's a season of divine immunity. I declare it's a season where this church is protected. Hallelujah. Every member, there cannot be an accident that you get involved in, like somebody testified. Oh, because God's going to hold that vehicle back. Nobody can rob you. Nobody can kill you because you have divine immunity because you are in a Judah company. Praise God. He's a Levite priest. For all the people in the country, somebody made him his, their father. I'm rushing through to get to the main point. Hallelujah. Somebody makes him their father, makes this Levite priest their father. His name is Micah. Hallelujah. This is not the Micah with the minor prophets. This is another Micah in the book of in in, in the book of Judges. Micah says to him, Hallelujah. Micah sees this man sojourning, sojourning. Oh, you see, your your pastor Opa, Hallelujah, was sojourning, journeying from Nigeria and came along to UK. Oh, come on! Now I'm giving you. I'm trying to give you a picture like this Levite priest came from Bethlehem Judah he was sojourning and he came past the house of Micah oh, tell, tell your neighbor you got to have the spirit of Micah today come on somebody say your neighbor say your neighbor you need to carry the spirit of Micah you know what the spirit of Micah is the spirit of Micah says to to the man of God he says come dwell with me don't visit me we have a lot of people visiting church if you're not in the church after three months you visit it Come on, talk to me. Some people have a longer stay than others. Visits, it's still a visit. How, however long you stay, but you're gone, it's a visit. To dwell means to remain. Come on, somebody. Hallelujah, to dwell. There's a lot of people, today you see them in church, but tomorrow you don't. I, I minister a message on the repercussions of exiting an accurate location. 
the repercussion of of exiting an accurate location. The Bible says, I'll share this when I get back to my word. You know what the word of God says? When there was a famine in Bethlehem, Elimelech, Ruth, his two sons, went down to Moab. You know what Moab means? Moab means what father? Fatherlessness. What Bethlehem means? Beth means house of. What you know about every house? It has a father. They went down to Moab in a time of famine. I want to make a statement. First verse in root chapter 1, famine in the land. Last verse in chapter 1, and the barley harvest came. Within verse 1 and 22, it shifted. It wouldn't have been so long. What's my point? There are some people encounter permanent disaster for what was a temporary crisis because of an hasty decision. So what did they do? The Bible says they took the family from Bethlehem. They went down to Moab. You know what happened to them. Elimelech died. Chilean died. Marlon died. And Naomi said, don't call me favor. Call me Mara. You want me to tell you this is going to blow your mind. You know what the name Elimelech means? The word Elimelech means where God is king. You know what Marlon means? It means to have a song of worship in your heart. You know what Chilean means? Chilean means to stand upright and postured. Well, you know what Naomi means, right? And Ruth means to be wholesome and to be beautiful. Hallelujah. When you know how to connect to grace, you become wholesome and beautiful. Come on, somebody. But wait a minute. Wait a minute. Elimelech dies. Marlon dies. Hallelujah. Chilean dies. And Naomi said, don't call me favor. Call me Mara. When you shift from an accurate location where there's a father and go down to fatherlessness. Come on, somebody, I'm talking to you. Elimelech dies. What's his name mean? Where God is king. Now, can I give it to you in one shot? When you shift from an accurate location, go down to an inaccurate location where there's fatherlessness, God is no more king. You have no song in your heart. You can't stand upright and you don't find the favor of God. Hallelujah. So what do you do? We got to begin to find, go and find out the people who left the church where they are today. They are in a mess. Come on, somebody. Come on, come on. People who leave an accurate location, they are messed up. God is no more king. They don't have the favor of God. They no more have a song in the heart and they can't stand upright. Why? Because they left a Bethel, Bethlehem. They left the place of a father. A message changed a little. The importance of a father. So what does this guy Micah say? Come dwell with me. You know what's the next thing he says? He says, be my father. He didn't say be my pastor or my reverend. Come on. He said, be my father. He said, you know what he said thereafter? I'll be my father. Instruct me. Teach me. If you have a father, he must instruct you and teach you. If you're not listening to his counsel, he's not your father. What else he say? He says, I'll give you 10 pieces of silver every year. What is that? First fruits of weeks. I don't know. When I come again, I'm, I, I think I'm going to be back in September by the looks of things. God willing. You know, that's what they say. And I'm trying to do that because, you know, there was such an explosive meeting. A few churches trying to connect and go for like two days, two days, two days. We, I want to see what I do. But one of the messages Sharon is how you bring a first fruit to the set man. In the, in the first eight, before the first, the eighth day of a new year, you bring a first fruit 
the first week salary and you honor grace and that's what Micah did he said I I'll give you every year 10 pieces of silver he said I will take care of your clothing and your attire I will do this I'll do that you know what the last verse in Judges say put that down put that up there Judges 13 the last uh, 17 the last verse I think is 13 look at what the word of God says look at what the word of God says just to prove something and Micah said do you have Amplified Bible there? Thank you. And Micah said, now I know. To, to use the word now means you did something. What did he do? He connected to grace. He said, come be my father. Come dwell with me. Honor me. Now I know that the Lord will favor me since I have blessed the Levite to be my father, my priest. Come on up. Now I know. He's the church in the position to live there and say, now I know, Lord, I bless you because I honored grace. Come on now. Right? Now, I have how many minutes more? Can somebody tell me? Because I knew, five, because I knew how <laughs> I, I had 40 minutes, how I was fast-checking this, you know, trying to like shoot straight like a jet, okay? Right? Let me say this. 15. Oh, okay. That makes it gives me a relief. Okay, okay. Now let's get let's get to Genesis twenty-two. Genesis twenty-two. I now want to speak about a father. Here is let me set up. Let us let me set a stage. This is a two-part message. I already gave you the first to set the foundation. Now let me give you the second part that unlocks the heavens. I want to show you through the Word of God. The heavens become unlocked. They come. You access divine grace. When you begin to come into a place of seamless collaboration. So this message in Genesis 22 is where you find, can I give it to you? Rather, you know, it, it, it really saves us time when I begin to give it to you. But you can check me out on scripture as the lady will put it up, okay? So you can see whether I'm right or wrong. In Genesis 22, the word of God says, Now bring your holy son and offer him to me up on Mount Moriah. I'm, 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 I'm summarizing it, right? And the Bible says he rose up early in the morning. He rose up early in the morning and he brought his son and, and, and he took his son and two boys, young boys, key words, young boys on the journey. And when they came to the foot of the mountain, he said to two young boys, you remain here. Why? Because they were not qualified to take the mountain. Young boys means immaturity. Son means maturity. Amazing, the word son in the Bible in the Hebrew means ben. Ben. You know what the word ben means? To be built up and structured. So yeah, you have a son and you have two boys. In the ministry, we have sons. And in the ministry, sometimes we have some boys. They can't engage the mountain. They only know how to come. When everything's down, smooth sailing, walking, yeah, it's okay. The moment you say going up, they can't make it. Right? My, my point that I want to bring is simply this. Abraham, locked in him was an instruction that needed a collaborative obedience of a son for God to show up. Divine encounter. What happened? You see, God gave the man the instruction, the father. What did the son have to do? Do you know that if Isaac never came to the party and he would not do it, we'd never hear the rest of the blessing. Locked within the man of God in this church is an instruction from God. There got to be an Isaac company that will rise up and say we're willing to lay our life for what God is telling you. 
that causes an unlocking of divine blessings. Now, let me say this. You say, but pastor, it's a one-off. It's not a one-off. Definitely not a one-off. I'll tell you why. It's not a one-off. I'll tell you why. It's simply this. Mount Moriah, Abraham and Isaac. Threshing floor of Aruna is on Mount Moriah. Father and son, David and Solomon. Guess what? Come in the New Testament. Golgotha is right on Mount Moriah. You see son and a father sent him. What is the consistent picture? His father, son, father, son, father, son. For us to engage the heavens and unlock the heaven and walk in the world that we should have rather than Muslims should have and other religions should have, is God is looking for this pattern called father and son. Where a father and son on Mount Moriah unlocked the divine blessing of God. And you know what? I wrote some statement. It's all in my notes here. The seamless collaboration between a father and son that produces, that produces a Mount Moriah encounter. Hallelujah. Became the meeting place of another realm. Come on. When this boy realized I'll die, and I'm giving you an adjust. I'm giving you an adjust everything. Bible says, you know, I'm rushing it through. No, one, number one, he rose up early in the morning. Nice word right there. In other words, fathers must become efficient in the things of God, not drag your feet. I mean, you can imagine God telling you, bring your son and kill him. I'm sure you're going to drag your feet, do it by the end of the day. Who want to kill his son? Come on now. Right? Not only that, you maybe try to negotiate with God and say, God, can you give me two more days? You know, I, 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 I'm just feeling so down. I don't have the strength to do this. No, this boy wants to please God. Abraham wants to please his father in heaven. Come on, somebody. Bible says, wake up. He goes. He brings his son. His son says to him, Dad, we got the wood. We got the fire. Where's the sacrifice? And the Bible says, what did Abraham say? He didn't say, Abraham didn't say, you are the one. You see, some of us pastors, we frighten the people. We tell them what the sacrifice is, therefore they run away. <laughs> I mean, if this guy's told hey, Isaac while he's going up there, you know, and he asks him, dad, where's the sacrifice? He says, you. I tell you, oh, no, I'm running to mommy. He'll run down the hill. Come on, somebody. But guess what? Fathers need to know how to bring their sons into a place of sacrifice. Come on, somebody. Bring them into sacrifice. And the word of God says when he brought him up there, what happened? The word of God, when, put him, when he put him there and he was about to kill him, God from heaven spoke. You know when God asked Abraham to do it? He called his name once Abraham. You know when God had to stop him? He had to call his name twice. He's so serious to please God that God has to get his attention. How's that for a good point? And the Bible begins to record when God speaks, what he say? Abraham, Abraham, I know now you fear God, for you have not withheld your son. Wait a minute. He's talking in a past tense. As though the act was already done. He's talking like he already killed. You know what I call that? I call that perfected intent. What is perfected intent? Is where your heart got set on pleasing God and doing what God wants. You don't have to finish it. God will show up. The Bible begins to record. This is the gist of the story. You know what? I wrote a few things here. You know what? It becomes, it be, it, it, it's, it's where a father's instruction from God needs a son's obedience that will cause heaven to become accessible. 
right? I'll read this and I'll get to the scripture just now. Every prophetic word will become a reality. Now, why I say that? You see, there have been many prophetic words released over you, man of God, for years. Am I right? Years. You know where, when, when did Abraham get this word? In chapter 12. God started to say, you'll be a father of many nations. Many things were said. You'll be a great man. You'll be, you'll be blessed. Leave your mother, father. Leave your relatives. Leave your country. And I will show you a place. All that stuff God was saying. But 22, in chapter 22, he takes a son who, who, who co collaborates with the father that makes every word God spoke come to pass. Every word that God spoke to the man of God concerning his ministry will come to pass when God sees Isaac. Next thought, it, it unlocks dimensions and produces fresh revelation. When son's willing to come to the party, God will shift your father into new dimensions of revelation of God. He, now he comes to know God as Jehovah Jireh. When? When a son comes to the party. Right? There's a good one. And this is where maybe I will stop. And then I want, I want to make a declaration. In fact, I don't have the beautiful voice like the lady. You know, and I wish I did, but I want to make a declaration before I close that's going to touch your life. Hear this. The next thing God says, and out of heaven, the angel of the Lord spoke. And then the Bible says again, you know what, maybe, maybe just for you to know where it's found, and I've underlined it. You know what the Bible says here? Look at what the Bible says. The Bible says, hallelujah, and the angel, verse 11, 22, and the angel of the Lord called from heaven and said, Abraham, Abraham. Look at verse number 15. And the angel of the Lord called Abraham the second time, I like this word, out of heaven. Do you know, heaven becomes a reality and it is unlocked when a father and son dynamic of pleasing God takes place. Look at what the word of God says. The second time when he called, this is what the Lord said. The Lord himself said, by myself I swear. By myself I swear. Do you know what that means in the Hebrew language? Can I share a little? The Hebrew language is pictorial language. It means when you begin to see it, when, when it gives you a word, it gives you a picture surrounding it. So Hebrew language is not like Greek language. Hebrew language paints a picture. You know what the picture is when God says, I swear by myself? I tell you what. Because God saw father and son. He's, I, I can tell you what. God is demanding father and son within this church. He's demanding obedience where people are willing to lay down their life, their finance, their time for the purposes of God locked within the man of God. Look at the word of God. He says, I swear by myself. You know what that really means, Hebrew? It means this. God wakes up, points to his throne, and he says, I'm willing to give this up and whoever I am for what I'm about to say. Come on now. Come on, come on, come on. Think about it. You know what swear by myself means? means see this throne, see everything who I am. I'm willing to give up for what I'm about to say. Does father and son mean so much to God that he's willing to become active? How many people, people here, your hope in heaven is determined by how you access grace? How you connect to the safe man? How do you connect to the divine things that's locked in his? Come on, somebody. Hallelujah. And what he say? I swear, how? By myself. And what he says? Number one, he says, this is what I'm swearing and declaring. In blessing 
I'll bless you. In other words, God is saying, I'm willing to put my throne apart. I'm willing, to, whatever I am, I'm willing to give it up. Because what I'm about to say, I will do. That's what he's trying to say. I won't lose my throne, but to show you, I'm willing to lose it for what I'm about to say. And God is not a God that can lie. So he said, in blessing, the word blessing in Hebrew language means the power to excel, the power to propel, the power to advance, to elevate, and to come into a place of a transformed life. It doesn't mean, blessing don't mean more money in your pocket. Come on, somebody. You can have more money in your pocket and still be in debt. Come on, somebody. You can have the fancy car and still have misery at home and begin to live in sadness. Ah, oh, the blessing means the power to propel, the power to advance, the power to penetrate, the power to transition. Oh, you know what God is saying? I swear by myself, hallelujah, when I see a father, son, a Abraham, Isaac, a David, Solomon, hallelujah, or even a, a Jesus and a, and a father relationship, I would swear by myself that you will have the power to penetrate, the power to excel, the power to walk in divine blessing. Come on, somebody. Then he says, in multiplying, I will multiply you. He don't say, I'll multiply what you have. He says, I'll multiply you. I declare that somebody's going to come into you becoming a larger than life figure. Come on, somebody. A larger than life figure. Your little business down in the corner is going to become significant and visible. Come on, somebody. Hallelujah. God is saying, I'm about to shift you to another level. I'm going to make you larger. I'm going to multiply you. Multiply you means multiply your talents, multiply your gifts, multiply everything that God put in you. Why? Because God sees, hallelujah, that in blessing, I'll bless you. In multiplying, I'll multiply you. A nice example of that is the four lepers. The four lepers are walking down and they go into the enemy camp. And guess what? As they walk in there, they say, you know, why die we yell? We can go down there. And you know what? They, they took four lepers. While they were walking down, the enemy heard what they heard. They heard a whole army coming against them. I declare hallelujah that your potential and your power and your talent and your gifts going to rise to a new level. Come on, somebody. It's going to rise to a new dimension. God's going to multiply you. Not only that, there's a last point. The Bible begins to say, hallelujah, not only, or not only will I multiply you, I'm talking to the Abraham of the South. God is saying, your descendants shall possess the gates of your enemies. Come on, say amen, a louder amen. God is saying you possess the gate. You know what gates in the Bible represent? Gate in the Bible represents government. It represents rulership. It represents, hallelujah, authority. Oh, and strength. God is saying, oh, the enemies that are holding parliament and holding government and holding all the top jobs, God is bringing it down. Come on, somebody. God is saying you're going to rule. God is saying, hallelujah, the descendants, your descendants are your people. They will become strategic in the marketplace. Come on, somebody. They will be to all rank in the marketplace. They will begin to be in government. Come on, somebody. Who told you you came from Nigeria? You're not significant. Ah, oh, the fact that your feet is here, every place on which your feet are tread, God has given it to you. I declare the favor of God come upon you. Hallelujah. I declare the will of God will be done in your life. I declare, hallelujah, wealth and goodness will come upon you. How do you do that? You celebrate grace. Honor grace. Honor, honor the grace of God. Hallelujah. When you honor grace, something begins to happen. Something begins to happen. Hallelujah. Your pastor honored me, the grace, as an apostle. He came and saw me when I, when I just landed and was in the hotel. Brought me some fruits, brought me some juice, and some water, I think, whatever. But what he did, he celebrated grace. He has the right of access 
by celebrating grace. You only have the power to come into inheritance when you know how to connect as a son, not as a member. And today you got to go to your father and say, Father, I'm sorry if I never connect right and I never submitted to the instruction inside of you because by doing that, I connect to the heavens. Hallelujah. The heavens open, blessings come, I multiply, and guess what? You lead in Babylon. You lead in the marketplace. You'll walk in the favor and the blessings of God. Come on, somebody say amen. Hallelujah. I want you to rise to your feet and I want us to make this declaration. And I close, praise God. I want us to make this declaration together as we begin to say it. And I want you, like you did for her, you got to do it for me as well. Shout it out. Praise God. Hallelujah. I want you to put your one hand in your chest and your other hand lift it up as a sign of connectivity. I want you to say this together with me. I want you, I'll give this to your pastor. I want two words when the person who wrote it they misspelled it, but you can have it. Give it to all your people. Praise God. Very powerful confession. I want you to, those who declare it with a sincere heart, it's going to become yours. You are shifting from harvest into you're shifting from declaration to? Hallelujah. Come on, you got it. Praise God. Come on now. Come on, let's go for it. Right? Come on, take a deep breath. Hallelujah. Turn on neighbor and say, did you enjoy this message? Hallelujah. And turn on your next neighbor. Turn around to your another neighbor and say, did you pay attention? Hallelujah. Now, 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 look around and say, people, I made this word mine. I made it mine. I made it mine. I made it mine. I'm taking control of it. Hallelujah. Make it mine. Come on, somebody. Father, we make this word ours. Make it ours. Make it ours. We make it ours. Come on, let's make this confession together. Okay? We're going to say it one time and we say it in excellence with all we got. I want you to say it together. Hallelujah. We will be possessors of hidden truth, wisdom, and superior knowledge to infiltrate the city and nations. We will be possessors of heaven and earth. We will be empowered to walk in governmental order. Like David who restored the ark of God in the city of Jerusalem. We decree, come on, say it, we decree that we are carriers of God's divine order. His presence, His command to a new nation. May we dominate, may we replenish, may we subdue and fulfill God's mandate on the earth. Now take a deep breath, take a deep breath. Say your neighbor is getting more interesting. Alan is getting more intense. Come on, somebody. Say it's getting more intense. Now with everything you got, let's say this. This is going to explode in the house of God. We will be the highest order of kingdom people on the earth producing solutions. We will be governors in Judah and a praise on the earth. We will dance like David. We will lead like Joshua. We will be like Mount Zion. Unshakable. We will conquer like Daniel. And may the earth favor every cause. We will stem into abundant blessings. And unmatched favor. We will have 
Come on, say it again. We will have an eternal covenant of peace all the days of our lives. Come on, say it. All the days of my life. Tap your neighbor and say, all the days of my life. I have peace. I have prosperity. In the name of Jesus, come on, give the Lord a clap offering. Thank you, man of God. Thank you, thank you, thank you.